Park Ferme Review Show, powered by RST. Never wise to have me doing a dart anywhere, but there we go. We are down in the press conference suite <laughs> this year for the uh, Park Ferme Shows, brought to you by RST and indeed at the Attention Paddock Shows, which will be at the start of each of the classic TT days presented by Bennett. So, thank goodness John Barton joins us, and so does Phil Wayne. Great to see Phil back. He was with us at TT, of course. Double dose of action on the mountain course. Oh, oh God, we needed I mean, that. What a relief, just for everybody. For you know, for well, just yeah, everybody involved with the meeting to get two decent sessions underway. Everyone's done some good laps. Uh, yeah, it just settles everyone down, and then we can we can we can move on tomorrow, and then do a bit more practice and get some racing underway. But uh, yeah, to get two good sessions in tonight is is just exactly what the meeting needed. And uh, yeah, thank goodness for that. Is there a feeling amongst the organising team that there is still perhaps a little bit more practice needed? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, we, we, we're already in discussion uh, about tomorrow's schedule, uh, and I think we are. I think we've always kind of agreed that we're going to somewhere in the in, in the day's proceedings we're going to fit in an extra an extra practice for uh, classic superbike and Manx Grand Prix uh, and newcomers tomorrow, so they can get some more practice. Uh, we're, we're working on that at the moment and there will be a schedule out a bit later but uh, yeah there'll be definitely some more practice for them guys tomorrow That's good news we'll look out for that but Phil Wayne the action we've had today has been tremendous hasn't it? Yeah it's a bit like TT revisited really isn't it you kind of had nothing happening for days and then when it does happen it's like straight in there no messing around sort of thing and stuff you know like you say the lap time straight away are in there not just in the, the classic section but also the Manx Grand Prix lads as well I've noticed some good times there as well so um, they're not really dialing themselves in as such. They're just sort of making up for lost time straight away, really. Yeah, we're probably only at where we would normally be on say Tuesday of practice week, aren't we, John? Yeah, but this is the this is the problem. Yeah, you know, this is where, yeah, where, where we should be on Tuesday, and, and this is where it's always a worry for us because yeah, you know, we we you know, you know, we're not so bad because we're a bit long in the tooth round here, and we understand the, the situation, but we we worry about people you know getting getting anxious and getting worried about qualifying laps and then qualifying times and. And stuff. Here we are, you know, Friday night, and it's it's only really the, the, the some of them their first first full session. So uh, it's nice. It's nice that it's all gone according to plan. It's nice that everyone's come back and everyone's done some good laps. So uh, yeah, hopefully the meeting, you know, we can now push it on and have a good day tomorrow. We were all a bit doom and gloom earlier when the mist dropped on the mountain again this morning, weren't we, Phil? And it was like, oh, is this going to happen? Isn't it going to happen? Thank goodness Gary Thomason and the team just hung on and hung on. Yeah, we had an hour and a quarter's delay, but that afternoon session, absolutely vital. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the webcams this morning. I was thinking, like, I thought today was supposed to be all right. And then when I saw the webcams, I was thinking, like, that ain't going on at the time. But, um, yeah, like you said, like that little delay certainly helped. And when everything got going, it was um, straight in there. So... And it was certainly straight in there for John McGillis on the classic uh, senior machine this afternoon. The pattern, the Winfield pattern, 109.59. He went round out this afternoon. Properly impressive. John yeah, is really coming back. It's the it? bike, to be on, isn't it? Let's face it, that pattern. It's like got the, I think it's one, John's one on it twice. Josh Brooks has one on it. Locke has one on it. So, you know, it's the bike to beat. And it is, I wouldn't say head and shoulders above everything else, but it's it has got a little bit of advantage over everything else. And like say, John straight straight there, like picking up from where he was last year when he won on his comeback. Because obviously this year's TT didn't go to plan for him. He didn't get that many laps in really during TT fortnight this year because he broke down a lot on first laps of races. So he'll be happy to be back out in the pattern and I'm sure he'll be thinking of that number one spot and the number one spot only. 
I think the lap record, John, is up around 113. He did 109.59, so they're a little way off that. But given where we are with the little amount of practice they've had, it might not take anywhere near that kind of pace to win this race. No, exactly. He'll, he'll, he'll be over the moon with that. And as we say, you know, John's obviously you know, super talented and he's, he's used to riding that bike, so he, you know, he can just jump on it and the first dry session he can go and do those times. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be, obviously, he's going to be there up at the top of the favourite. I haven't, we're, we're waiting on some times coming now, but I was interested, how did Benetti get on on the on the pattern? Because I, I think he could be a real dark horse and uh, yeah, I, push Joel on that. I saw that, like, coming into the event, that because like, he's not in the top 20 seeds, Stefano, right. like he's number 21 or 22, I think. Um, so I kind of, particularly being on the pattern as well, I'd kind of earmarked him with his, record with a pattern yeah. on the lightweight bike as well I kind of marked him down as a dark horse um, and I I mean we haven't had the times come through yet but I'm sure I saw tonight that he did like about 108 and a half yeah. yeah and John yeah. did just over 110 I think this evening so, yeah but yeah. so yeah I think Benetti was second quickest tonight so yeah he's straight yeah I think that's shape, that shaping up to be a good race actually because you know Benetti's Benetti's uh uh, pattern is you know he's a real good one as well so uh and and we know that he's he's good on those those bikes he's good on the little bikes and uh yeah it could be nice to see you know you know you know someone pushing john for that for that for that spot on the patterns we're just going to have a look just pull up the uh overall week-long leaderboard actually just so we can get an idea of where the times are while we just wait for the stuff to come through from the press office because this session is still wrapping up we have been monitoring the times nobody looked like they were setting any kind of new pbs or anything to jump into the top sixes of any of the classes because the light has gone really quickly out there on the on the senior classic tt the bennett senior classic tt it is that lap of john mcginnis that leads the way from this evening 110.135 if that's right let's just double check what he did this afternoon on that 109.59 yeah so 110.135 this evening for john mcginnis on the pattern then stefano bonetti at 108.94 jamie coward on the norton at 107.16 lee johnson on the honda 106.12 times have just arrived now thank you very much to the guys from the press office for bringing those over alan oversby 105.69 and michael rutter 105.51 but as you've said phil the pattern is the machine to be on for this class isn't it 110.13 and benetti 108.94 and then you drop down to jamie coward on 107.14 yeah i mean it from a neutral perspective it would be nice to see a couple of the other bikes get a bit close to them but just the the way the bike is, I um, don't. I'm not the greatest on technical specifications, but I believe it's the multi-cylinder. So, That's right, yeah. The, the, the only other bikes that have done those kind of speeds in the past for the MB Augustas when Dean Harrison won on one, I think in 2015. I think that was they got up to around the 111 mark as well. Um, sadly, that team that ran those MVs hasn't come back, and the John Chapman MVs have always seemed to struggle to complete laps really and stuff. So, um, so yeah, like I say, they're first and second tonight. Um, could well be first and second in the race. Yeah, I mean, it's shaping up that way, isn't it? Uh, you know, unfortunately, yeah, the, the the twin cylinders definitely have that slight advantage over over the singles. But I mean, obviously, the singles don't have to pit. You know, they can go four laps, whereas the whereas the twin cylinders will have to pit. So you know, that's going to at least add on forty to fifty seconds to to their race time. So it could all kind of equal itself out a little bit. But the twins are still going to definitely have a bit of the advantage. Yeah, I think. I think like John just said then as well with the, the Nortons, I mean, we saw Jamie Coward a couple of years ago when he did the 110 mile an hour lap on the single. I mean, it was him and Josh Brooks, I think it was in 2017. He got close to Josh. Josh just had to up that pace that little bit on the last lap. So it could kind of concertina together with the pit stops coming into play. 
Yeah, we'll move on quickly to the Junior Classic TT then, which was the other one that was out in that session. And that was quite a good bet. Dominic Herbison this afternoon on the, uh, what was he on? He's on the Davies Motorsport Honda. He went round at 101.8, no, 100.73. And then Jamie Coward this evening on an opening lap went round literally within a tenth or two of a second and then blitzed it on the second lap to go to the top of the leaderboard at 101.8. So it's Jamie Coward's under 101.8 in the 350s, then Dominic Herbertson, and then Michael Rutter, who's uh, third fastest at 99.65, but two of them over the 100-mile-an-hour mark. Yeah, I mean, that's really that's, that, yeah, that's, that's a really, really good benchmark for the 350 Junior Classic. To do over 100 mile an hour is, is really impressive. And, uh, you know, Jamie this year, has, he's been riding unbelievable. You know, whatever he's, whatever he's jumped on, he's done a really, really good job this year and uh he's, he's he's transferred that into the classic races this week you know he, he's he's been competitive in in everything that he, he's on so uh but this you know this suits him with the bike you know he's one of the best bikes for the class and uh and he's on a really good machine there so uh you know he's going to be really up there absolutely and uh that race isn't until monday so these guys may potentially get back out tomorrow for a lap yeah i think um just coming back to that, the names at the top of the timesheets tonight, Jamie Coward, Dominic Herbertson, Michael Rutter, Lee Johnson, Alan Oversby, those five, all got form in the class. Uh, Jamie probably deserves a win more than anyone who's been second for the last two years in both the senior and the junior. Um, I think he's got five, excuse me, five podiums here now um, without actually winning the classic race. So Dominic obviously won the race last year. Michael's won it twice. Lee's won it before. Alan's been on the podium. So... You know all those Hondas there, they're definitely the ones to watch. It could be a pick for any one of them, couldn't it? Alan Oversby, possibly the first of the true, true classic riders, if you like, and he's yeah, right there, right. isn't he? Top five. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, it's good to see. You know, you get the you know the real you know seasoned classic racers. You know, who have been doing it year in year out, and Alan's been you know amazing for how many years now? Twenty, thirty yeah. years he's been at the top of his game. So it's nice to see that. Yeah, you know, the the you know, the 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 real true sort of classic riders over the years can actually come here and and, and put it to the top TT lads. It's great to see. Oh, I, know, I know John McGuinness uh, speaks very highly of Alan. Lives uh, near to him in Morecambe, just down the coast. Uh, Alan is, and uh, Lee Johnson as well. I did a, a feature for the official program with Lee, and he said following Alan in the classic practice a couple of years ago he said learnt, he learnt more in one lap following an Alan Oversby than he had done yeah. in any other lap sort of exactly, thing and that. Yeah. so sorry, it was just wow. a privilege to follow him in that so <laughs> that says an awful lot doesn't it yeah so that's set up to be a really good race in terms of the classic TT let's stick with those classes and move on to the later portion of the session and of course that brings in the super bikes and uh, well it was uh, Derek Shields put in a really good late yeah, lap, but it's Derek Harrison's, uh, D- Dean Harrison's lap from this afternoon, 124.56 on the Silicon Engineering Kawasaki, does top the way, 124.562. Then that lap of Derek Shields on, I think it's, is it the Minstrel Racing Kawasaki he's on? Greenall Racing. Greenall, Greenall isn't Greenall it? 124.033 yeah. for Derek, and then Michael Dunlop, who was possibly one of the stories of the night, well definitely yes. the stories on, 123.28. The yeah. sector times were just getting massively quicker and quicker yeah. and quicker. He yeah. did one lap this afternoon, one lap this evening, Bang. Exactly, <laughs> but that's yeah, that's the beauty. I mean, that's what we all know that that that, that Michael can do, and and uh, and that's why it's so impressive, and that that's why I'm really looking forward to the races because they've had lack of practice time all week. I think that's just going to be each lap; they're just going to get quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. So it's uh, it's I think it's going to unfold, and I think that race is going to be pretty close. Uh, I really do. I think you know Derek Shields, what a fantastic job uh, you know he's done there, and a really good re- year he's having. Horse as well, you know, he's up there at one twenty three two and uh Phil Crow on the on the big Suzuki, you know, so 
Uh, yeah, he's shaping up to be a really good ride there. A whole stack of riders over at 120, in fact, because Phil Crow 121.59, Ryan Neen 121.57. That's a great Connor, ride, yeah. Cummins 121.18, Jamie Coward 120.69, Michael Sweeney, Michael Sweeney 120.2. Nine riders over the 120, given how little practice we've had, is yeah. tremendous. It is. I mean, yeah. it is. It's just testament to the to the to the bikes and the testament to the riders that are, that, are, that are riding them. So. Uh, yeah, is it shaping up to be a, a, a great weekend? And presumably they take a fair bit. Of, even though they're classic superbikes, if you like, they're still superbikes. They still take a fair bit of setting up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. These bikes are still putting out good power. They will need to be set up right. So again, each session they go out, they'll get another two laps tomorrow. So again, expect the expect the speeds to to rise again because they'll be sitting in, in their awning tonight and they'll be they'll be working out what they can do to make it a little bit better. And tomorrow they will go better definitely. Michael Dunlop was a bit sore getting off the bike. Tim Glover <coughs> reported this evening, and it sort of seems to suggest that as well. But I mean, the lap times are coming, and it's finding the balance for Michael. Probably isn't it between not doing too much if he's in pain. And, but doing enough to make sure he's got can go at the speed if needs be on on, on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael's Michael's Michael. We all know Michael. He's, he's a terrier. You know, he'll never let go, and he'll just he'll just give hundred percent. And uh, you know, he also he's also a clever lad. You know, he doesn't he, he knows that he doesn't want to do too much riding. He knows he wants to save himself, but ultimately, as, as he's proved tonight, he knows that he can jump on that bike and go and put in quick lap times. And we'll move on to the lightweight classic TT sections here, where, of course, we have to talk about one man. Bruce Anstey just got out and blitzed it once yeah. again. He went 117 yeah. this afternoon. He's gone even quicker this evening, 117.29. We cannot understate how great a story this is about Bruce's comeback to the TT. Oh. It's the story of the classic TT, really, isn't it? In that, So, I mean, to have two years away like he has done and then um, come back straight away, 117 miles an hour sort of thing that's just it's fantastic isn't it isn't yeah. it? it is I mean it's testament to Bruce it's testament to, to Padgett's as well you know that yeah again they they're they're such a happy team and they've they've they've, they've worked well so for so many years and and the bike will be set up exactly how Bruce needs it to be and Bruce is coming back you know full of full of you know full of fun and and, and optimism and and, uh, and he's and he's proving you know again what a fantastic rider he is let's not forget you know what Bruce has done over the years and yeah, you know, why shouldn't he be up at the top of the top of the leaderboard? Now he's back, fully fit, and uh, and enjoying his bikes again. Uh, absolutely, let's say so. Yeah, at 19 minutes 18 this afternoon, he was 116.99. He upped that this afternoon to 117.29 on a standing start lap. That lap this afternoon was a flying lap, so you can almost give this extra credit for being up towards 117 and a half, probably at least. And we know the bike is capable yeah. of that, and, and for Bruce to show. He's right back to fitness, obviously, because if he's putting in laps like that, he must be pretty much there. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was not, I wouldn't say question marks, but like there was maybe the thought before they came here, you know, four laps is still the, the ultimate test, really. Um, but looking at Bruce, he looks really fit and healthy, he looks well, and like John says, he looks really happy. You know, that foot, uh, fun and um, zest, if you like, there to see, really. He's just loving being back on his bike, loving being back with Padgett's, and he's just loving being back on the mountain course. Good evening to Richard Milky Quail, back with us as well. So a busy yeah. old night for you, Milky. We can see you running up and down pit lane trying to organise all these various different classes to get them out in the right kinds of pairs, <laughs> in the right kind of performance. It must be quite a task. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. You've got so many different bikes of different speeds and stuff. You, do. you just got to try and match them up and different riders of different speeds. So, yeah, it's just a matter of just jiggling around. But, yeah, it's all good. Um, I'm just so happy that we've 
be able to get some laps in. It's been ace. So, yeah, it's been really good. Good day. Really to, good day. To get a double dose in is so impressive. Yeah. We're just talking about Bruce Anthony's performance both this afternoon and this evening to up it to 117.29. It's just magnificent, isn't it? Uh, again, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to see the lad back here. And, uh, you know, it's, he's... he's Phenomenal, isn't he? That's what the, there's only one word for him, and that is phenomenal. He's just ace. So, yeah, um, I'm glad that he's. I haven't even looked at the times. I've been that busy. I've been running around like a lunatic. So, I've not even looked at the times. But yeah, to to do that again, he's just uh, yeah, he's going to get back up there to 120 probably before the race. So thing is, thing is, just yeah. quickly interrupting, like like John said, people don't sometimes don't necessarily give Bruce the credit he, he should get really. Because if you look at any statistic, whether it's for the TT, the Ulster, or the Northwest, he's like second and third in his stats, whether it's for wins or podiums yeah. and everything. He's one of yeah. the greatest road race of all time yeah. you can't argue with that you know you obviously you've got joey but then just belief joey you've got you know bruce locker john all these riders who've got more, you know 80 90 international podiums oh, that, so that he's, win at he's, the a couple of years ago exactly, when he was what, 46 just, is yeah, one of the all-time great yeah. stories of international road racing I he think. is yeah. one of the all-time best road racers we've seen yeah, absolutely yeah. Yeah, without a doubt you know he's just he's just uh, you know phenomenal talent and he's always been able to turn his hands as as uh, again as we see as we as we we mentioned this i think we briefly mentioned this morning you know the real greats of our sport you know they can jump on anything you know they can go on a superbike they can go on a 250 they can get on a, a 500 classic bike and, and they can they can pull up in and set quick lap times or whatever they're on just shows their caliber Fantastic. We, you are listening to Park Thermie, brought to you by RST. We're joined by John Barton, Richard Milky Quayle, and Phil Wayne. I'm Chris Boyd. I keep forgetting to say that in TT, but I am. Uh, just a little bit of news from Race Control. The TT course is expected to open from St Ninians by 9pm to Lady Road in Ramsey, with the exception of the um, Ramsey... Hang on, I'm getting this message wrong. Producer Alex, what's this message meant to say? Ramsey to St Ninians closed. So Ramsey, the, the section over the mountain from Ramsey to St Ninians will remain closed until around 9.15 for machinery collection. There were an awful lot of bikes that uh, packed up, and we know that happens at this meeting. And it's such a shame when these guys are missing that valuable track time. Yeah, again, the trouble that we, we've had this afternoon was, uh, obviously we had the afternoon session, but, but um, between when the roads opened, the, uh, the mist actually came down again, so the recovery cut truck couldn't stop safely on the mountain to recover the bikes that were up there so um, there's, there's a lot of <laughs> broken down motorcycles <laughs> up there so <laughs> a lot of cold people yeah, right? yeah a lot of scrappy <laughs> challenge up there I think yeah. so um, yeah so there's and I know there's a bike that unfortunately had a bit of an whoopsie at Guthrie's it's something like 200 meters down the hillside so they've got to try and recover that as well so I don't know even know how they're going to do it so it's going to be a bit of a bit of a tough recovery job for there so um, yeah, so they've got uh, got quite a lot on. So I think they just want to try and obviously try and do it safely in the you know when there's no other traffic around. And uh, yeah, so it's all good. Fantastic. We were just we were recapping with, with John and Phil. We'll just get your take on John McGuinness's lap on the pattern up at 100 and over 110, given how little practice there's been. It's really impressive. Yeah, exactly. Again, you know, just saying about Bruce, you know, getting his mojo back. And we were saying that this morning, and like, you know, I'm I'm loving it seeing John at the top of the yeah, leaderboard again. You know, he'll be happy. He'll be get his confidence back again. It's uh, it's again, it's it's ace, isn't it? Yeah, you know I mean, it's it won't be good for the race, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's good to see John back on top form. Yes, yeah. yeah, uh, just looking here now as well, seeing Stefano there at yeah. the second as places. Well. I mean, Stefano's a lovely lad. He's, uh, you know, obviously an Italian speaker. He can hardly speak a word of English. <laughs> Phil Stefano, and uh, you know, he, he, again, he's developed as a, a, an awesome TT rider now. You know, he's done his apprenticeship, and he's there now. And he's, on, on especially on the little little six fifties, he goes really good. You yeah. know, the TTs on it, and one northwest. He, and yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's 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 really found his little niche with the old uh, with the old pattern stuff. Yeah. And, Obviously, with it being an Italian bike, I think obviously you might get a few little bit extra exactly. parts. Yeah, sure but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, he, he goes ace, doesn't he? So it's it's lovely again for 
for it to, to have an uh, Italian lad up there as well. So, yeah, awesome. And the junior classics looks really tight with Jamie Coward, Dominic Herbert, and Michael Rutter. We were saying just how close this all is. The Hondas, you know, it is a tight class anyway, but Jamie and Dominic right close together. Yeah, I mean, the little 350s, there they are. I mean, they are getting stretched to the limits, them little things, and you know, that is going to be a rate of attrition, that job. So that, it, yeah. I think it's just a matter of just. Uh, you know, looking at the leaderboard, you think, well, yeah, but you know, you've got the likes of little Lee Johnson there, Michael Rutter. That'll just be sandbagging maybe a little bit as well. We won't be wanting yeah. to to blow the bike to bits, and because that is ultimately, uh, you know, uh, th- you know, you've got to keep stay in it to yeah, win. Yeah, because you think, I mean, the the lap record for that is it is about 103 feel a bit. 350 is just yeah, 105. I think it's bang 105, on 105. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's still quite a bit to come there on the MV Gusta. That was yeah. Lee Johnson. I mean, what's what's Michael done? You know, old Ratter. Yeah, he, he must 90. have done one one oh three in the past. So he's oh, yeah. Yeah. he's still off yeah. what he knows he yeah, can do uh, and stuff. Yeah, so. again, I think like I say, they'll just be uh, the saving the engines on them things yeah. and stuff. It's just pointless blowing them to bits and stuff. So. And in the in the in the classic CT, the super bikes, it's it's really tight. It looks like a potentially a great race, doesn't it? You have got Dean Harrison top of the sheet, one hundred twenty four point five. Then Derek Shields over the one hundred twenty four. Michael Dunlop over the one hundred twenty three. Horse Siger over the one hundred twenty three. No one's breaking away. Yeah, it's it's yeah. lovely to actually to see Derek Shields up there. Yeah, it's he, brilliant. He, uh, you know, uh, it's about time that Derek uh, you know broke into the the top top echelons of TT riders and he's got, definitely got the ability and the caliber and stuff it's just that he's never seemed to have had the luck here on, on the on the island and he's a, you know he's a class act you know he, Irish roads he's he's fly he beats yeah. virtually everybody there but well, he's yeah. had such a good year this year yeah, hasn't he? he's yeah. done some winning this year yeah, yeah. I think he's won something like seven yeah. in, uh, nationals on the yeah. trot sort of thing and he always gets like the top sixes at the Ulster in the northwest but like Milky said he doesn't come to click yeah. over here he has a lot of breakdowns and bad luck and everything like that I also notice him it's the first time he's competed in the junior and classic Sorry, junior and senior classic races, and he's on yeah. the leaderboard in the top eight, yeah. eighth, and sixth. Well, there he's a class as well, rider, you know, so yeah, it proves that. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just matured as a, as a TT rider now, is yeah. you know, and that's it. Now, we, hopefully, this will be the next step. Then, so hopefully, then he'll be going on to the TT f- next year and getting finished in the top six positions. Exactly, yeah, getting good bikes, good rides, yeah, and yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. he is a few years behind everyone else as well. I think he did the two thousand nine. Manx Grand Prix newcomers then he didn't come back until about 2014 so he's still catching up yeah, to everyone else fresh. really in that you know so yeah it's, it's quite strange how they you know that he can he can lap round Killer Lane flat out and bouncing off hedges and stuff yet he comes to the TT and he, he tends to struggle a little bit maybe it's just because it is too wide <laughs> you know he's, yeah. he's used to half the half the road but um yeah it's it's lovely to see Derek up there so yeah that's that's it's ace you know Michael's there and I mean that's that's the that's the the story for me really is Michael that he can just jump on that thing yeah and just you he's, know, he's a broken man sore. you know yeah. he is a broken man it looks like he's had a that means he's dangerous wounded dog's yeah. gonna be yeah. a <laughs> dangerous dog <laughs> so yeah well the dangerous bull in it do you know what I mean so but yeah so he that's that's lovely to see michael up there you know again right there as in the top of the league of the board so again you were talking this morning about how important confidence is this this could just end his season was exactly 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 so you know again michael knows that bike as well that's i mean he's probably got a little bit of a step above i mean dean's riding the same bike as he rode last year and stuff but michael you know has pretty much developed that bike from the word go really and so he knows it inside out so they'll have a base set and ready to go but again you know the, the way the lad is beaten up he's so so beaten up you see him there walking around the paddock there he's he's like a broken man walking around so to, to do what he's done there is just amazing. I mean, we, I was stood with Barty when we, we saw him come through there and we're like, oh my God, he hasn't done that. He's not back already, is he? That's right. So, yeah. The time that he did was yeah. incredible, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome job of him. Lots coming up tomorrow on the first day of Classic TT presented by Bennett. Let's just run you through the schedule. We know this is subject to change because 
Joe Barton told us the race action may be subject to change. We have got uh, breakfast by the big screen, no limit happening. Uh, then breakfast, and then Hizzy versus Foggy as well. T nine o'clock for that. Uh, in fact, we've just had a revised race day schedule come through, so let's just break off and give you that. Eleven o'clock roads to close around the course. Eleven thirty, a two-lap qualifying session for the Classic TT Superbike and Lightweight Machines and the Manx Grand Prix Senior and Junior and Newcomers A. So that is that fast bike class, if you like. Then at twelve o five, a two-lap Classic TT Junior. Uh, qualifying um, Manx Grand Prix lightweight and ultra lightweight and newcomers B and C in that 12.05 session as well. So two laps for all of the classes apart from the ones that are racing tomorrow. So at 13.15, 1.15pm, we will then hopefully have the four-lap Bennett Senior Classic TT race. Then we will have the Back to the Future, the His A Years commemoration lap which we'll talk about in just a moment. The Dunlop Lightweight Classic TT race over four laps from 4.10 and then a further one-lap qualifying session for the Manx Grand Prix Senior and Junior and Newcomers. And there's more to come at uh, 6.10. Let's just get the rest of this message up as we run off the bottom of the screen. Uh, then another session for one lap uh, for the Classic TT Junior, Manx Grand Prix Lightweight, Ultra Lightweight and Newcomers B&C at 6.25 with the road scheduled to open from 7.30. We'll get all that up on the social media streams and you'll be able to see that in full. But the road's due to close on time, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning around the mountain course. Before that, here at the paddock, Breakfast by the big screen will bring you no limits. And then at, at 9 o'clock and at 10.30, Hizzy versus Foggy. And I saw a little bit of that this morning. It is a tremendous watch. Then we'll move on to the uh, main events. At 1.30, there was due to be Daryl Higgum and the Enforcers on the main stage. And then we were going to get the Hizzy demonstration. Like We know that's been shunted back a little bit, but that's going to be something really, really special, isn't it? Yeah, I, th I think, again, you know, it, it's a real, real good move from Gary the Clark of the course. He's, put, you know, he's pulled another masterstroke there, given the lads another couple of laps practice, you know, due to the week we've had. He's managed to squeeze it into the schedule that we the boys can get a couple more laps in the morning and then obviously then make some adjustments and have a lap in the evening as well. So, it's. Uh, I think everyone will be really, really happy with that. A bit more lap time, and then ultimately, then they get, you, you're pretty much up to your laps that you need. Then, so everyone will be ready, to, ready up to race pace and ready to go. It's, it's yeah, exactly. Mean, it's I mean, it, again, we've got a fantastic forecast, you know. So, and we've, and you know, we've, we've been a Saturday. We can, we, we can keep the re roads open a little bit. We haven't got to open them for for any any period of time. So, it makes perfect sense to you know to give everyone that extra bit of practice that they need, so they can they can go forward to their races with with more more confidence with the bike. Absolutely. Let's just wrap up today's qualifying action and look at uh, in the last few minutes at the MGP sessions, the uh, Mulcreast Manx Grand Prix Junior sessions. The, this was tremendous stuff. These guys were just trying to topple each other all the time. Even within laps, people were like quickest to the laugh, and then the next person was quicker to Ramsey. The next person was quicker to the bungalow. James Hind ended up quickest on the Yamaha at 120.25. That was from this afternoon. Then this evening, Stephen Parsons on the Kawasaki, 119. Point six three, Daryl Tweed, 119.467. Nathan Harrison, fourth fastest, 119.211. You can tell how close these are together. David McConaughey, 118.05. Stephen Smith, 118. They've not had much practice, but the pace is there. Again, everyone's just going faster and get more more laps under the belt, get a bit more confident, yeah. push it on a little bit more. I mean, I've never even heard of the James Hyde. Well, I was just about to say, he's yeah, definitely yeah. worth mentioning because he's also third quickest yes, in yeah, the yeah. lightweight classic as well. He was He's only 19. 
Wow. Um, he wow. came, he was in the newcomers race last year. So on a 250, he was on the newcomers. That's all he's done. This is the first time he's come here on a 600. So, wow. um, 20 mile an hour straight off. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. He was second in the newcomers ranks last year on the 250, like I say. He's obviously improved on that to be third quickest behind yeah, Bruce and Dean Harrison there. Exactly. That, so. Yeah. And the 600 time is definitely... I just saw him walking around the paddock late tonight. I was thinking to myself, oh, he looks young. And I was just... <laughs> and he's 19. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that is some, some lap on the 600 first time out. That yeah, is, yeah, so. yeah, and you know, some young lads coming through there, there as well. All I in was that just going to say well, that. So. The established names yeah. that we're looking for, like the Andrew Farrell, who's your benchmark. He's only ninth quickest. Francesco Coringa, 10th quickest. Brad Vickers, 12th quickest. Ryan Maha, 13th quickest. New names coming through yeah. ahead of them. Nathan Harrison again, he's 21, obviously he's a local yeah. lad, so you know his brother's ridden here as well, sort of thing. Daryl Tweed, I think he's only in his mid-20s, obviously he's doing, doing well in the Irish Just Nationals as well. Year. So yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, there's definitely a good young crop coming through there. Yeah, future's looking good, isn't it? You know, real good, real good grounding at the Manx Grand Prix and, the, and they're showing that with, the, with their lap times and the, you know, at that age, you know, they're only going to get quicker and quicker and yeah, quicker, aren't sure, they? Yeah, Brilliant. Amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Well, look at the senior times as well for the guys who've got a different bike for the senior. Damien Horan is quickest there at 117.68 from Daniel Ingham at 117.51, both on Suzuki's. Then Mark Colvin, 113.36. On the lightweight, the MGP lightweights, it is once again James Hindley tops. He's running the same bike, I think, in the Classic and the MGP. And he's at 113.542 to top the lightweight as well as the junior leaderboards. Dave Butler is second, 112.72. So quite a difference there, about, what, eight, nine seconds. The Dave Butler's times have been impressive as well all week. Francesco Coringa on the pattern, 112.36. Then Andrew Farrell on the Kawasaki, 112.34. And on the ultra lightweights, Daniel Ingham tops the way there, 104.16. James Caswell on the Honda, 103.52. Alex Sinclair, 102.9. And Radley Hughes, 101.8. We won't, we'll, we'll bring the newcomers to you uh, tomorrow, but really, we're not so fussed about the times with the newcomers, are we? We just want them to get the lap. Again, we don't want, we yeah, don't want yeah. them to worry about yeah, times yeah, at this yeah, stage. Yeah. You know, it's so important that, you know, even though we're here at Friday, yeah, we just got to keep saying to them, don't worry about time, just worry about track time. You know, get get the laps in. The, the more laps you get in, the the, the, the quicker you're going to go. As soon as Milky will understand, you know, this, that as soon as you try and push around this course, you end up going slower. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's just got to come and you've just got to let it flow. And, 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 and the only way you're going to do that is by just getting more laps in. Yeah, I mean the, the, the newcomers race again. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, with a, with a race for all new, uh, just solely newcomers because ultimately it puts undue pressure on them. For the first time they're ever going on the on a racetrack, they're, they're put into a race situation where they're expected to do well. You know, whereas I just want them just to go out and just, you know, just enjoy it, go faster, and, and you know, finish fifty third. It's not, a, it's, you know, it's it's not a big thing just to to win your newcomers race. Do you know what I mean, you, it's a, it's a, it, the TT is all about doing your apprenticeship, and it's about it's a it's a it's a plan. It's a three to four five year plan, yeah, you know. And absolutely. ultimately, again, the young lads, the they are the, the the stars of the future. It's not now. It's 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 in five years time. Hopefully, that they want to be standing on the podium, spraying champagne, not in your first exactly, year. Yeah. You know, when you're, you're bouncing off hedges, when you don't really know where you're going. So yeah, I, like I say, I'm not a big fan of the of, of the newcomers race. I just want them just to go steady, be safe, and you know they are the future of the of the of the, of the TT course. So you know they just yeah. need to look after themselves and, and go steady. Yeah. Which again go. comes into uh, the extra yeah. practice tomorrow. You know, you get a few more extra laps and they yeah. can just go into race, breathe an extra sigh of relief yeah. going into it. And that, so. Pressure's off a bit now. You know, that's the thing. Everyone's had some laps under the belt. You know, the, you can see even just this afternoon, the tension was gone out of the paddock. You know, it's just like, 
Oh, thank goodness we've got yeah, some. Yeah, because part of the last yeah. few nights has just been like it's been it's, it's, it's been, been horrendous. Boiling, boiling but, part, yeah, yeah. But tonight in there, you know, everyone's like laughing and smiling, and bikes are coming and going, and it's just it's just what it what 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 we want it to be in it. There we go. We are all set up and ready to start this festival of motorcycling. The race action we hopefully will get underway tomorrow. We're going to have some extra practice first, but at 1.15 we're going to have the Bennett Senior Classic TT, and at 10 past 4 we're going to have the Dunlop Lightweight Classic TT. In between times we're going to have the Hizzy Commemoration Lap. So much more happening at this Classic TT as well. We will be back on air at 10.30 tomorrow morning for Attention Paddock. And then at 11 o'clock, it'll be the full commentary team for all the day's action on the mountain course. My thanks to John Barton, to Phil Wayne and to Milky Quail. We'll speak to you all in the morning. Good evening from the TT Grandstand. Park Fermi Review Show, powered by RST.